listening to 30 on Broadway, Talking Blue Shirts, on the Face Off Hockey Network. Welcome to 30 on Broadway. I thought I was How welcome to Thunderdome. Welcome to Thunderdome? Yeah. There ain't no. no thunder in these parts, son. The, uh, really? I'll, I'll ask Joey right now as he's walking into the room with Harold. Hi, yeah, Harold. The dog. the dog just came in the room and just... What is what is wrong with you, dude? Why is your collar... Your harness is... You're, my dude, you're getting choked. What my the hell? Dude. Dude, this is not... Hey, hey, stop. All right, hi, everybody. My dog is interrupting this program. This program is brought to you by Don't Feed Your Dog Kibbles and Bits. So, and Nick trying to do the Brandon Tanner and <laughs> keep a straight face and he can't do it. All right, so if you're if you're, It's because if you're you started in, laughing. It's because you started laughing, damn it. Ladies and gentlemen, Nicholas <laughs> Parrots. Uh, we, 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 we were a little late on our evening recording for two for roughing oh, and God. Nick was trying to do the Brandon Tanev and it took all of like 15 freaking minutes. And the picture that I have is just not good. <laughs> and I have not been given express written oh, you consent can tweet it out. Go ahead. You to, can tweet oh, Nick just, Nick just allowed yeah. me to tweet it out. So look at this dog. Look at this dog. He's on the bed now. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this little... Wow. Yeah, you lay all over Ash's pillows. That's fine. It's probably because he has, like, some asthma or something. He's, uh... Like they, he's... they have, like, doggy asthma, don't they? Like, another thing? No, well, so the funny thing is, with our with our move, we have had to... Um... We have had to... We had to home Harold with some family, so he's been with with Ash's brother, and Ash's brother Harold was kennel crated at our house at night because Harold had this sneaky little uh, affliction with going number two in the middle of the night. Oh, nice! Thankfully, if he ever did it, he didn't always do it every night, but he did it enough times to know that hey, this is not good. Um. So we we put we would put him in a crate at night, and he he actually, knock on wood, loved his crate. He knew when to go to it at night. You know, six o'clock at night, he would go run to his crate, wait for his treat. His treat came in, and he'd go to sleep. Get up in the morning, no problems, no barking, no crying, no whimpering. So, anyways, so I drop him off at at with with her with her brother Chris, and I get a, a snap that night. Oh man, Harold really likes to cuddle in bed. And I was like, "What?" I was like, "Oh no!" So now I have a monster. Yeah. Well, I saw. I saw he was happy to see Ash earlier. So yeah, he was all over. He like had yeah. one hand on her. He's like, "Don't come near her." I was like, "Oh, thank you. Thanks yeah. for yeah. you know. Right. Don't need to get, get blocked by my own dog. Oh, like it's the middle of the afternoon, buddy." Back off. Oh, gee, all right. All right so, off. anyways. Good God. Anyways. So, oh, he's doing it again. Jesus. <laughs> I can't even look at you, your face. 
Um, <laughs> my dude. Um, no, okay. So my nephew was wrong. Let, let's start there because Rowan. Your nephew was what? Year. My nephew was wrong. He came oh, I on last week. Your nephew week. was drunk. I was like, what? Punch drunk, maybe. I was um, like, sir, we don't need child services called because of our podcast. No, no. He was wrong. He said the Rangers would win their Western Canada trip. And uh, yeah, no. They did not do good in Western Canada. They did really, really bad. And they, they did not do. They did the epitome of not good. And let me tell you something. I know it's Connor McDavid, and I know it was one of the greatest goals I've ever seen in my entire life. They still should have won that game regardless. You were winning 4-1. And I'll say this, and I hate to feel like I'm beating up a dead horse because it's just it's not fair. Georgie's got to go. They need a new backup. He stinks. It's over. Like, unless he's playing the Islanders or maybe even the Leafs, Georgie can't play in this league. He just it, – it, it, he's not good. He is just not good. And I felt bad for Igor Saturday in Calgary because that was just ugly. That was just and – I, I, and, look, I thought we were going to lose that game regardless, but when Fox's goal got disallowed for offside – you just knew the wind was out of the sails and it was over. They and look, Ranger fans, I'm gonna say this be better. Be better. Is Sammy Blay a good player? Is he a great player? No, he's not. He's been one of the best Rangers up until the other. Well, night. that's that's not a ringing endorsement for him or the Rangers, but there's no yes, he had a big game. There is no reason to attack that man the way that Ranger fans did. No, it's pathetic. That was and, absolutely awful. And we talked about this on a little bit on the two for roughing episode that we just that we just released, or that's being released tonight. This is Tuesday night. Oh, this picture is so bad. I mean, if you're wondering what we're talking about, just go at Twitter at the FHN. It's just there's so many things going on here. That I don't, <laughs> my dude. I don't know what to say. Like it's, it's just. It's, I want to know why you did what you did. <laughs> I just, I don't get it. Anyways, we talk about this on two for roughing a bit about because I I brought up the Utica Comet situation and the ridiculousness behind that oh. and how absurd I think this whole thing is about the bullying of Cole Caulfield, which I think is stupid. Oh. But I we brought up this specific thing with Sammy Blaze, and this is one thousand percent bullying and and flat out harassment of an individual. And just be better, be better. None of you would say that to his face. None of you would would have the balls to do it. Well, and, first off, everybody who was talking shit to Sammy Blay isn't even good enough to play in the NHL. And I know that's enough a, to sniff. Probably I, not even I good know, enough to sniff beer league. I, I know that sounds. I know that that sounds hypocritical coming from me, since the way I dunk on Chris Kreider. But but know, hey, you could still admit. Yeah, no, I I would never have made. I, look, I was never good enough to even play college. I wouldn't have been able to play. Uh, what what you would call it? Uh, I could only uh, get to college club level. I could yeah, only get I to club. Even, 
I wouldn't have been able to play club level in college. Like I was never that good. I, you know, but I know that it's, you know, um, I also like dunking on Chris Kreider because I know it aggravates so many fans that love him. So there, <laughs> but even, but even when we've, 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 We've talked about Brett Howden not being good. We still have acknowledged the fact that Brett Howden is an NHL. Had, whether he's should be an NHL or, or an AHL or is another story. But even that, even the fact that he's an AHL caliber player is still Dude, light Brett, years more. If, if Brett Howden never stepped on the ice with me, he would. Uh, it, it would make me feel pretty terrible about myself. You would. You would. Yeah. I, I mean, you would look pathetic. You would. You would get undressed and combed like Patrick Nemeth. Like like Brett Howden would be Connor McDavid to you on the ice. And you would be Patrick Nemeth. It would yeah. be not it would be bad. Um but yeah th- this 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 road trip was was awful. You know the Rangers gave up the goal of the year to Connor McDavid in a situation that was just comical. Look, look it's no shame to get scored on by Connor McDavid. And look, it's not even a shame to get to to have what happened to them happen because it is Connor McDavid. And Connor McDavid will pretty much do that to anybody. But it was just, it was the fact that Kevin Rooney, Patrick Nemeth, and Jacob Truber were all on the ice at the same time against Nemeth or against McDavid. That and they all got absolutely cold (laughs) from a guy who wasn't even at full stride. I mean, he literally turned on the Jets at the blue line and was like, here we go. Well, that's that's what makes him so special is that it's he ridiculous. can do that. Nobody it's else ridiculous. can. Like, he's it's, just, it's he is utterly it's, insane. It's stupid. It's, it's so stupid. Um, he it's, is a living, nuts. breathing, walking, talking video game. And And another candidate for goal of the year last night. Keandre Miller, end-to-end, uh, a beauty, an absolute beauty from him. Um, I, I thought it was one of his more better games up until the third period, where I think just everybody coned it um, outside of Igor Shesterkin, which, again, that's become the theme. You know, this team somehow is sitting at seven three and 3 with 17 points, good enough for second in the Metro. And, look, I ain't complaining. And I ain't going to sit here and say, oh, I'd rather uh, you take your wins. You take your wins however you're going to get them and whichever way you're going to get them. But at a certain point, the well's going to run dry here. Just don't dilute yourself into thinking that this is a cup contender because they're not. No. Right now, they're not even a playoff contender in my eyes. The no, they'll be a playoff team, but they'll be a first-round exit. Uh, unless, right unless now. They, Unless they draw Toronto, in which case then there'll be a second round exit because you know I Toronto mean, doesn't win in the first round. <laughs> but I mean, the the sad thing is, right now, I've got more faith that the Islanders are going to turn it around. I got more faith that Philly will get it. No, I mean, they're they're not no, playing they bad. No, Pittsburgh, uh, who knows? But right now is a good. Right now, the Rangers are in a good place because of Igor Shesterkin, and that is pretty much it. And and honestly, their power play specialist in Chris Kreider, who has been their best offensive forward by a large margin. You saw Artemi Panarin kind of break out of it a little bit yesterday. 
against the Panthers, and that was good to see. I know people will, will harken back and say, what the hell are you talking about, dude? This guy's got uh, 11 points, 11 assists on on the year. Um, yeah, okay, but he hasn't looked right. He hasn't made smart decisions on the ice, uh, notably two overtime decisions that, that cost the Rangers. Um, something's not clicking there. Mika Zibanejad has looked more like the Mika Zibanejad of the beginning of last year in larger stretches than he did of the Mika Zibanejad who's been running hot. That's a problem. The Rangers defensively right now, outside of Adam Fox, it looks like the biggest mistake that the Rangers made in the offseason outside of trading Pavel Buchnevich was letting Jacques Martin go. Because defensively, this team has taken gigantic steps back. And that's brutally evident in the amount of shots that this team is giving up, amount of chances that they've left Igor Shesterkin out to dry. It's it's absolutely insane uh, how good Shesterkin has had to play. It's almost like this team went right back to, oh, we've got we've got our new Hank. We don't need anything else. And it's and it's kind of frustrating because this is a better a better talented team overall. There's flaws in the roster, absolutely, without a doubt. And that that became infinitely exposed. You know, we knew it was going to be kind of exposed with the Buchnevich trade. Uh, we we knew that a lot of eggs were being placed in the baskets of of the young guys who haven't gotten it going, which we'll talk more about. Um, but if you go back to 2013-2014 season, when they made the change and they brought Elaine Vigneault in as coach, the Rangers had a rough start at the, at the beginning of the gate. And you kind of would sit there and say, you know what, this is a little bit of the same. You know, they're going to they're going to tread water a little bit. They're going to you know, they got to get their bearings going. They got to get things good. And eventually at some point, like the other team did in what was it around December where the, the Rangers really started clicking. It was more, it was actually more around January. Or was it closer to January? And then all of a sudden it was like the light bulb went off and this team exploded and took off. And look what happened. Um, this team to me is probably better. Um, but there's glaring issues and a lot of no, the glaring this, issues are with the youngsters. This team has more high-end talent than that team did. That team, though, yeah. was an all-around better team. That that that, that team like well, I, that I team didn't to... need that team didn't need to put all its hope on Capo Caco and Alexei Lafreniere and the the blow up of Vitaly Kratsov like Chris Jury caused the Rangers to do. I mean, at the at the end of the day, let's let's call it what it is. The Rangers have taken a huge gamble here. They entrusted that Capo Caco was going to take a big step. He hasn't done it yet. He hasn't done it. Philip Heedle hasn't done it. And then when he does, he gets he goes and gets hurt. Not that that was necessarily his fault. But he hasn't done anything that makes you sit there and say, all right, we're good in the center position in the depth there. Um, Lafreniere has been okay. I look at Lafreniere almost like he's star- – I don't, I don't want to say starstruck. But I look at Lafreniere like he doesn't want to play his game. It feels like to me. He doesn't want to play his game because of who he's playing with. Well, right now he's playing with a bunch of nobodies. Right, but he's – I mean, 
what has he really done? What has any of them really done to make you sit there and say, wow, we're doing good. And, and, and again, you, you circle back to what the hell is it with the Rangers and developing their talent? You look at guys like Lucas Raymond in the NHL, who's absolutely blown it up. Moritz Cedar, another, his teammate from Detroit. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, Jonathan Dolan out in San Jose, Cole Sillinger in Columbus. I, I feel like Will Smith. Why, why you don't want me, man? Well, like, Will what? Smith is uh, getting jiggy with it, but. But you get what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's like we see these players, we see these, these guys come in and they have this immediate impact. And then it seems like every time we draft somebody, we're drafting more of a project piece. And I feel it's, like Capo Caco is now becoming a project piece. Because at this point, you can't say he's better. At this point, you soundly can say that the Devils, right now, in this moment right now, the Devils got the better of the two. No, they didn't because Jack Hughes is hurt. But outside of when he's not hurt. He but, has performed largely better than Kako has, unfortunately. But... I think too. You're also working through with Kako trying to undo the damage that Quinn did, which nobody can tell me that Quinn didn't do damage. He. But that goes back to development. That goes back to my point about development, and that's a problem that this franchise has had for a long time. This isn't a Quinn issue. I mean, you could go back freaking decades. You can go back to you know, and it's not necessarily just development. It's development and picks. You know, go back to all the players. You know, Hugh Justman always comes up. But there was Jamie Lundmark, there was Manny Malholcher, there were all these other players that were always drafted high that shouldn't have gone where they went. And now 31 or 30 of the other teams in the NHL that had a pick probably are taking Kapokaku at the number two. So, you know, because what were the other what were the other choices there? What was it, Quinton Byfield? Or no, no Quinton Byfield was, was Lafreniere. Uh, 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 pull it up real quick. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember that draft. I can't remember who went three. I'm going to get right away. 2019 NHL entry draft. No. And, uh, oh wait, yeah, it was. Yep. Kirby Doc went third. That's right. Um, that's right. Who who has had better success in Chicago with a tire fire? Not tremendous success, but also remember a lot of that's because of his injury. Um, I want to say. Byram, I want to say Yasperi Kakanyemi also went in that draft. Bowen Byram from Colorado, who is one of the top scorers points-wise for Colorado for rookies, uh, went fourth. Alex Turcotte, who went to the Kings at fifth. Mort Cedar, again, I just mentioned him before, went sixth. Um, Dylan Cousins is up in Buffalo. Philip Broberg, Trevor Zegris, who's out with the Ducks. Um, so there's a couple there. That, that you could look at and you could say, oh, well, uh, maybe. Um, but again, it kind of all points back to a problem. Now, look, I don't want to hit the panic and I want to hit the full alarms on, oh, my God, these guys are busts. I think it's too early for that. I do. But the concerns are starting to kind of amplify. As the weeks go on and there's nothing there, I think things start to kind of amplify. And I was saying, you know, we talk about Keandre Miller. 
who has largely looked absolutely terrible outside of last night. Again, I thought was one of the best games that he's played up until the third period where I thought just everybody kind of packed it in. It was like that was that was the best game in Keandre Miller's professional career. And, you know, he has a goal that is probably going to be the Rangers goal of the year. Uh, it could have been, you know, a, a, a goal of the year candidate, if not for Connor McDavid's coning of the Rangers the other night. But, you know, I just, I am a little bit concerned about some of the young guns on this team, and they are really important around Adam Fox and Igor Shesterkin to get going. There's a lot of guys that don't look good right now. I mean, Ryan Lindgren doesn't look good. Well, no, he played. He played. He didn't play well in, in Calgary, but again, nobody played well in Calgary. He hasn't played. He didn't play well on the road trip. But again, who really did? No, but 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 again, that points back to you know, and I, I know I'm kind of running around here a bit. I I think one of the biggest mistakes that the Rangers made that the front office made, and the front office has made quite a few of them this off season, is. The, the not retaining Jacques Martin. I, I really believe that. And some of the depth picks that they grabbed, like Patrick Nemeth and Jared Tenorti, have been absolute tire fires. I mean, absolute tire fires. Well, look, let, let's, call, let's call a spade a spade. Tenorti and Nemeth, uh, tire fires is being nice. They've absolutely sucked. Like yeah, they've been I, I, I don't, they've been terrible. I don't, I don't know any other way to say it. They've been, they, they've been terrible to the point awesome. where you would almost rather see. I would rather Jones have made the roster. Um, I would rather see Pajaniemi up in the roster. I would rather see Morgan Barron up on the roster right now, and kind of let them work through things and see how that goes versus what we're getting out of some of what we're getting right now. Because at a certain point, if the light bulbs don't click off or click on, this is going to get away from us. This will get away from us. You can guarantee it. You can take that to the bank. If we don't get going here and start putting together like what we did for the first two periods of the Panthers game, things are going to start to get ugly. And what they did in the Columbus game. And what they did in Columbus, which was a which was a their best game by far, pillar to post domination. Yeah, if if they don't do that, uh, maybe maybe the key is I have to get my foot stuck in a seat again. Yeah, there you go. But the Metropolitan will start to get ugly for them. It just will, because you can't tell me the Islanders are going to keep doing what they're doing right now. I just I, I find it hard to believe. I don't think Columbus is going to continue doing what they're doing, but you know the Islanders. I have to imagine that Pittsburgh is going to get better than what they are. Um, no, no, they won't. I mean, if not, then you know what? They got problem. They got a problem. They got a big yeah. problem. Look, Carolina is a great team. You're you're seeing how great Carolina is. And so, a lot of that is because they're getting absolutely ridiculous goaltending for Freddie Anderson right now. Well, they also have a tremendous blue line. And their blue line is, I mean, their blue line is top-notch. They they lost Dougie Hamilton, and it hasn't caused them a blip. <laughs> yeah, they have an ex-Ranger there that uh, is playing actually very well offensively. Say what you will about him as a person and Offensively, he has been, he has been great. Two goals yeah. and eight assists. 
two goals and eight assists. Yeah, so yeah, he's picked up right where he uh, should right. be. Unfortunately for you know him, he had last year, and he you know he's his own worst enemy. At the end of the day, Tony D'Angelo is his own worst enemy. And at a certain point, you it'll probably blow up again. If not, then good for him. But you know, look, I don't want to sound all doom and gloom on the Rangers because. It's it's not all doom and gloom. Right. They're, and they're they're winning games that last year under David Quinn they never would. They would have lost. Oh, 100 percent. They would have lost. They would have lost ten times out of ten. But the, the team this year, the record this year, they would be the last place team in the Metropolitan if if they had David Quinn behind the bench. They they and, are, and that roster. I'll, I'll, say it, I'll say it this way: they're mentally tougher. But they that are, will only get you so far when you're. Your total your total package needs to be running at a hundred percent. And right now it's not. Yeah. And that's a problem. Um face off you know, I mean, even in the face offs, they they're they're not good in the face offs. I mean, nobody's nobody's north of fifty percent. I mean, just to, not to pick on the kid, but Philip Hedel himself is is down. You know, he was he was trending up. Now he's trending down. He's the worst centerman on the team. 41%, just under 42 on the faceoffs. The the guy is not going to be a third line center. I think when push comes to shove, I, I think he's not going to be it. I'll take it a step further. The guy will not be a New York Ranger come next year. I you know, you, you kind of wonder. You, you kind of start to wonder where where things are going. As as the team goes, and I don't want to start getting too crazy, but you kind of wonder what could potentially come. You know, the Rangers need to do something potentially on that right wing. Oh, Castle, baby. You know, oh, God. Oh, my God. If if the Rangers don't get – look, Laf's got three goals, four assists in 13 games. Uh, Capo Caco, nothing. Well, Zero. He should Zilch, have an assist. He, he should have an he should have an assist, but the NHL he got, yeah, is a he terrible. Got, he got absolutely robbed. He got absolutely robbed on the on the strong bullshit call last night. Which had that call gone through, I think the game actually is very different. I think the third period could have been much different than what it was because that was that was one of the BS goalie interference calls. Strom had nowhere to go and was being pushed into Spencer Knight's path by Ekblad. How that is goalie interference is mind-boggling. It's as mind-boggling to me as the plays where a player is cross-checked into the goaltender by his own teammate, by their own team, by the goaltender's own teammate, and the player from the opposing team gets a goalie interference penalty. Like, what the hell is the player supposed to do there? And and further, furthermore, another one, which was absolute BS, the, the Alexi Lafreniere embellishment call. If you're going to call embellishment, to me, it should negate the penalty. If you're embellishing to draw a call, then you should get the penalty. That that stops embellishment. It's not equal opportunity. Uh, I don't know about that. But it doesn't prevent anybody. If you're going to call both, it doesn't prevent anybody from not taking, trying to take advantage of the opportunity. And that's what I look at. I just say it's ridiculous. I say that on it. Off with their heads. Down with all of it. Okay. 
Look, I don't want to cast. I don't want to cast dark skies because I know when you look at the stat lines, you say, well, Panarin's tied for the team lead in points. Kreider's right there behind him. You know, nine goals and three assists. Boy, it's going to be terrible if he doesn't hit 30. Um, what do you mean if? Four goals, eight assists. Uh, I, got, I got faith in the captain. I got faith in the captain. Uh, <laughs> the Rangers don't have it. The Rangers don't have a captain there, which is part of the problem. But nobody wants uh, to talk uh, about uh, it. Uh, all right, Mark Messier, calm down. So, listen, it's not all doom and gloom, but the Rangers got to fix some things, and they've got some problems. And the problems, unfortunately, are in areas where they hedged bets, and right now the bets are falling short. And they've got a pretty solid schedule coming up. This is probably a real good time. You know, they got Columbus again. They don't play again until Friday, until Saturday. So they got a lot of time off to practice and get some stuff. They're in Columbus. Columbus has been a tough team, but you know what? The Rangers showed up and played their best game. Like you said, pillar to post. They've got the Blue Jackets. They've got the Devils at home, which your figure probably Georgie gets that one and will probably get smoked. And that'll but, be a loss because it'll be Georgia. <clears throat> well, either we get smoked or Georgia plays out of his mind. There's no in between. That's the problem with Georgia. Um, so no, he, you've he, got no. He he either plays out of his mind or he gets no, absolutely blown up. He's gonna get smoked because he's Georgie and he's not very good. So you have you know you have the Columbus game, you have the Devils, you have Montreal who's ripe for for running over, Toronto who's you know, whatever. Ottawa, who's well. Not wait right. a second. Toronto, not who's whatever. Toronto, the way the Rangers play defense, and they don't play defense very well right now. Toronto, we saw it in Toronto. They can really get after it and make life difficult. And if it wasn't for the Rangers, the Rangers would have lost that game to Toronto. Oh, I know. If it wasn't for Igor, they would have been. Yeah, they would have been. They would have been done. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I get that. Um. Just something about Toronto doesn't – I don't know. I don't know what it is. They got Ottawa. Ottawa is stumbling. Buffalo is crashing back down to earth. Good night. They got the Islanders, which is going to be a brutal one, as it always is. The day after Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, they've got – Yeah, uh, and you don't want to go to Boston with it, me for it's this It's not game. that I don't want to go. It's that I can't go, but let's not get into that. You can go. They've got Boston. And Everyone then, right now, Brown beat – Chris, who runs the FHN account on Twitter, no, browbeat him and to peer pressure him. Okay, into, ladies and gentlemen, instead of moving into the house, I close on the sale up, of my house. Going up to Boston with me on, on Black the 24th. Friday and watching the Rangers. The we next are, day is Thanksgiving. I have contractors coming to my house on the 26th, and Nick is just like, you should be in Boston for 3.30 in the afternoon. No, sir. All I no, hear sir. are excuses. They then have the Islanders again at the end of the month to wrap it up. This is the perfect pure point of time right here to right the ship and get back on track. And the funny thing is, is if they get on track, they're sitting in a really good spot right now because of how good Igor Shesterkin has played largely. I mean, they get on track here. They could be first in, in, in the Eastern Conference. Okay, let, let's let they could, know. they could to to quote Dave Chappelle, slow your roll, bitch. Look, they win one of the two against Columbus and the Devils. That's two points. They're they they win Montreal. That's four. 
Let's say I, they I get know, in overtime. It's the, five, six, seven, I, eight, nine. I know how the 10, point system works 11, in the 12. NHL. I've been watching. They could probably, they should potentially rack twelve points here before the end of the month. That puts them if they play up to how they're that supposed puts them to play, closing which, in on thirty points for the season. That's a pretty damn good spot to be in going into it, November, into December. It is, but you're counting on them playing a full sixty minutes, which yeah, the only to, time, which the only time we've seen them do it is against Columbus. Right. No, I, I, I get that. I understand that. But my point is, is if the team needs, if the team is going to take those steps and they're going to get the ship righted, now is the time to do it because you go into December and you start doing bigger road trips. You've got games against teams. You, you got a little bit difficult, difficult games going. Um, there's, there's a little bit more at stake here. You know, you move into January, you start running out of runway. You know, February comes, you've got the Olympic break, and then March, you've got the Mad Dash. And the March schedule, March through April, is not very kind. It's not. Which is why I'm a firm believer in you stack your points in the beginning of the season. So that's why you say, hey, you know what? A win is a win right now to close this episode out. You take the wins because – you're never going to not take them, regardless. Of you how you, you get take, them. you know, take what you can, give nothing back. But there are very clear issues here for this team, and you work on your issues, and you hope that they fix them. And again, the big ones start with the the young guns and their defense. And there you go, and we'll see what happens. All right, that's all we got for this week on Thirty on Broadway. Next week, we'll have a little interesting segment to drop on 30 on Broadway with a new partnership that we've got. I'm not giving you any more information other than that. So we'll see you guys next time. It's a little teaser. Yes, it is a teaser. A big teaser. Tease, tease, tease. That's it. Are you good? Thank you. You're welcome. Goodbye, all.